Hi, and welcome back to Kessel Run Relay, a Star Wars podcast. Our episodes drop at the beginning of each week, and you can follow us on social media. Our links will be in the description. This week, we will this week we will be discussing the second episode of The Mandalorian Season 3, The Minds of Mandalore. But before we get into that, uh, hi, I'm Emily. Pronouns are she, her. You can follow me on social media at StardustM on, on TikTok and at underscore StardustM on Twitter and Instagram. My brain worm of the week. I don't know if I can say it. I I think you can. <laughs> certain news came out um via a certain ex-partner of a certain star wars actor that has <laughs> had me sort of giggling all day <laughs> that that was something i was not expecting to see <laughs> i i don't need to know him like that you know <laughs> And she admitted that to a news outlet. Like, did she think people were just not going to put two and two together? Good for Bill Hader, though. (laughs) Good for him, I guess. We have to go. We have to go see see Bill. Oh, girly pop. Um, Liv, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> sure. I'm Liv. Um, I use she, her pronouns. You can find me everywhere at Olivia Madala. And my brainworm of the week um, is Charles Soul doing a question and answer session on oh, Twitter, <laughs> to which I asked him, as a Kira enthusiast, will Hidden Empire 5 make me cry? And his response, which was like, I shit you not 10 seconds after I I said that tweet. Just one word. Yes. Yes. I I will cry. And I have not (laughs) stopped thinking about that. It has sent me into a downward spiral that I don't think I will ever be able to recover from. I, (laughs) I have apologized before. But after that tweet, I just, just from a singular yes, the impact that that had on me, I'm genuinely very scared for April 5th and the repercussions that um, everyone who knows me will face. (laughs) Hayden in particular. (laughs) Hayden Hayden and Mads are going to feel the brunt of it mads and i are going to be um inconsolable inconsolable (laughs) screaming crying throwing up but like in the most negative way possible and hayden is just going to be witnessing it um so yeah that's that's uh what's consumed my every waking thought since i don't know i don't even freaking know i don't remember when that was a couple days ago (laughs) Is you'll be my life. You'll be at the British Museum looking at something. You're like, Kara would love this. Kara would have loved this. She had a museum. Kara <laughs> <laughs> loved to sell artists stolen artifacts. Oh my god, she did. 
no. <laughs> like, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be very bad. <laughs> like, I, I, have, maintain... I have no hope. I'm sorry, Em. I know you maintain that she won't get killed off in the comic, but that Charles tweet kind of just was the nail in the coffin for me. The literal coffin. <laughs> literal. Look, I would argue that being frozen in carbonite is a type of death. <laughs> True. It's I think, kind of temporary. I think that, I think that Vader would want to get back at her for literally ruining his plans. And I think putting her in carbonite is not a bad way to do it. I didn't even think about that, to be honest. You'll be fine. No, I won't. <laughs> Who are hey, you kidding? If you aren't, if you aren't, if, 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 if shit goes down, hey. So true. You got direct access to Charles Soul at Celebration. That's not a good thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's he's already writing a, a do, do not let this woman near me. <laughs> he already has the restraining order like drafted up. Yeah. Tommy <laughs> has warned him. I bet you anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tommy's he's our man on the inside. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, Hayden, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Of course. Uh, hi, my name is Hayden. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at MCUITD, which might change, to be honest. I've been thinking about it. Uh, TikTok at Taika.YTD um, also may change. And on Instagram at MCUITD, which again, may change. And my brainworm of the week is blue coveralls balance because... I have been doing a Bounty Hunters reread. He has consumed my thoughts. It is so bad. I I just got to, I think I read 23 the other day. I'm about to get to the arc that reintroduces Valance back into the main story and nixes him out of Darth Vader, which by the way, that entire era was a fucking affront to me. He looked so ugly in that series. But anyway, he's almost home. At least in my reread. He is home. But also, I've been thinking, and like, what if Tonga like gives him blue coveralls because she knows that that he loves them and that brings they're out like his eyes? <laughs> so true. Although I was looking at the listen, RF Priento, I love you. Your coloring, especially in Bounty Hunter 17 and 20, is amazing. Choose an eye color for balance. I can't. I can't keep going back and forth like this. It has been blue. It has been brown. I think in one panel it was even green. Like bestie, it's blue. Okay, they match his, his coveralls. Eyes, his eyes change to what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fashion king. But anyway, um, that's my brain warm up the week. And then it's also asterisk also um just balance in general because he was in Bounty Hunters 32 which we'll get into later but he looked not bad in that art style which was comforting but anyway moving on what happened this week Marcel the shell lost Marcel Oscar. sweetie I am so sorry 
but he is a winner for best picture in my heart so true um people on twitter are mean to marcel for no fucking reason how can you be mean i'm holding for context i'm holding my marcel shell figurine (laughs) he's a hefty boy um he's so small he is so small he's he's quite literally like uh he's pocket sized accurate sized yes yeah. accurate size but lost the only person who understands is uh the one tiktoker mike who was like marcella shell should have been nominated for best picture and it should have had so yeah. many people want to talk about how many of the films like talk about grief you want to talk about Girl. grief and not talk about Marcel the Shell? Michelle? Imagine you go see that movie the week you find out your grandma is in hospice care. Imagine, imagine that. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's so good. It's so cute. You know, okay, so I don't know if anyone else did this when they were younger, but I wanted to live in like tiny things. Like I wanted to be small. That's and I wanted to culture. live- that, that's true but I wanted to live in tiny things and Marcel the shell it altered my brain chemistry and made me want to live in tiny yeah. things again like the little like pulleys and the the ropes like that the way that's he adorable. has his little car which is like it's just a tennis ball that he yeah yeah like that the, there's just something about it that now that I'm thinking about it it may need a rewatch I have not I'm so bad at watching movies. I am so sorry. I'm even worse at watching TV, but watching movies, uh, Bansi- Banshees of Insurin, I'm sorry, Woman Talking, Hayden No See, you... you know, like Triangle of Sadness, I don't know, Geometry. I'm very sorry to the Best Picture winners. The only one I saw, what, or the Best Picture nominees, the only one I saw was Everything Everywhere All at Once back in May when it first came out. So I'm an OG and nobody can tell me otherwise. And also Sun Lux did the, um, did the, 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 the score. Okay. Yeah. That shit banged. I have been a fan of Sun Lux for the longest goddamn time. And hopefully, hopefully now they'll start releasing new music. <sighs> Sun Lux is Valance's song. Like that's his, like he, there's a lot of Mitski on my Valance playlist, but there's also a lot of Sun Lux. But anyway, we're getting off topic. I want to give a special shout out to our beloved listener, Ima, Ima, who had the most hilarious, accurate dream that had me dying yesterday. (laughs) So the first tweet was that they were meeting us and they were talking about how it was a queer Star Wars podcast. And then... I stopped them. I pointed at Emily and then we just continued on. And then (laughs) at some point, Mac and, um, Mac and Eli, two thirds of the triad, the like CH apostrophe triad (laughs) walked up with a blown up picture of the picture of me eating ramen last year. And they were like chanting at me something. (laughs) I just, I just want to give a shout out to them that it it has stayed in my mind for the entire day since I first saw that tweet. You know what else happened this week? Oh, go ahead. We need Mac and Eli to do that at Celebration. Yeah. 
Mac and Eli, if you're listening, if you don't do that, I am finding you $100. But anyway, also last week, the, the Celebration Art Show came out with their posters. Why are seven out of the, what, 13 there? Why are they a so good? Like besties. I know that she's popular. She's not we, that popular. She's but a, we, like... <laughs> Who can buy all of those? Like, people are arguing, like, well, of course they want to advertise her. She's a show coming out. Okay, she doesn't need seven fucking posters. I was like, yeah, so does Cassie Dandor and Din Also, (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, like, I understand that, like, they put a lot, but, like, it's honestly, like, it was... It was weird. It was weird. And it was weird, too, because it bordered on the, like, like why do you have one ray poster one ray poster i think what two one way <laughs> one lay a poster one padme i think so and then that's the ra- one for each of the main females kira and and jin got nothing nowhere to be they found. never get shit no. none of the rebels ever were ever also this is not, this is tangential, but the fact that we're not getting a solo piece on the five-year anniversary of the movie. Oh, we're, we're advertising Ahsoka. Where the fuck is Sabine? Yep. Where is Sabine? Where is Hera? The only Rebels print that they had was that Ezra and Kane. Ezra, one which that was l- beautiful. It-, it was nice. But like, and of course, like, I would appreciate them too. But- like come on come on I don't know like one there was okay technically two and or posters but the one was a rogue one poster which was cool and it was cool because it was a Melshi and k2 one and it was it's very once again that's a really nice poster but like and then we had one and or one but like a fucking not floating head poster floating head like you can't we can't even get an individual Cassian one. Like just we of can't him. Get, like we can't get like a something with the eye. A, a landscape mm-hmm. one of like a painting of the eye. Yeah. That would sell so well. It would sell so well. Something with the prison also mm-hmm. I think could have sold really well. Like uh, a stylized version of like that shot with the with everyone swimming out. Yeah. I would have Ferrix. People fucking loved Ferrix. But no, no, we get floating heads. Floating heads for probably I mean, the best piece of television that Star Wars has put out professionally. It's better than last year where we, I think it was this, it was zero and or zero Rogue One posters. So I guess valid an improvement. But, we got one and or and we lost the one solo piece. Yeah. Yeah, no there, can't, solo. there can't be more than one Star Wars story at a time. An- anthology you girlies, know, we're losing. <laughs> why why we wouldn't have like no comics poster? Like I get it, but like I think Africa sold pretty well. I don't get it. Yeah. Especially since they pre-order, but then they sell them at the convention too. And so it's just I said this, and I think people always interpret it as like, oh, well, people are starting to turn on Ahsoka. No, it's not I'm just that. tired of fucking seeing her. Sorry, that's me. It's but. just, it's just that like, what is like in a show that in a, in a thing that is supposed to celebrate Star Wars, 
in an art show, why wouldn't you try to make it at least a little bit more balanced? And Not we haven't even gotten into the Woman character. of the Galaxy mug and the pin set that had two Ahsoka, two Leia, no Kira, no Jin. Was Sabine in it? Sabine wasn't in it. Like, <laughs> oh no. Somebody, I guess, did point out that like it's specific to that comic run. I think Kira which, was in the Force no, of Destiny comic run. That it's the artist. I was literally going through, I have the Women of the Galaxy postcards like from yes. the like the book that they had I have the postcards yeah. and I was looking through them that artist did an afra um who else oh. did she do she did like multiple other women okay because I was like I knew that mug. I knew at least the shirt they were selling was a was like a comic book cover or like whatever yeah. so I was like okay that one gets passed but yeah like if she did other women that weren't made into pins yeah that weren't made into who would have sold at Disney like I'm yeah. sorry like Kira Jin would have sold at Disney mm-hmm. Kira would have sold at Disney Bix would have sold at Disney mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. oh <laughs> oh and don't don't even sorry don't even get me started on I cannot fucking, sorry. I just, it like, it's honestly, it's hard for me to fathom that they didn't choose a Val Cinta artwork for the art show. Why would you want to be, I'm sorry, advertising the fuck out of them? You yeah. should be putting them, women's history, you should be pushing the shit out of Val Cinta. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it, it boggles okay. my mind. I don't know listen this wouldn't happen if I was in charge (laughs) this wouldn't happen if I was in charge once again Ahsoka is great Ahsoka is great it's a lot of Ahsoka who seven out of what like seven out of like 20 30 yeah it's just oversaturation we Ahsoka is all fine and good. We just don't need that much of her. There's so many other Star Wars things that you could highlight. Also, that's the main point. (laughs) This is the last thing I'll say. Why the fuck would you have Padme in her nightgown instead of like one of her senatorial outfits? Like, look, she looks nice. She looks pretty. But that outfit, girl, I can't. Like you could have, you could have sold the back, like the back, cover of Queen's Hope as a poster or you could have sold I would even take Amidala like the big croissant thing (laughs) over the nightgown I'm sorry like look she looks pretty but you couldn't have chosen like a better more like comprehensive outfit than the fucking nightgown but anyway any fucking way what do I know also uh Mon Mothma should have gotten her own standalone print yes Especially because it's it's the Return of the Jedi anniversary. Yeah, it's the Return of the Jedi anniversary. She is just heavily in Solo. She's gonna be uh in or not Solo Andor. She's gonna be in Andor season two. Like she pulled out looks in Andor season one. She served. I know people. I know people. Andor art. Like uh, all I'm saying is if at that. Funko Pop panel, there is like another Ahsoka Funko announced, but I'm not gonna kill myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
not any Andor ones. If we do not get a Bix Kaline Funko Pop, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> also, we should have a Cinta because we have a Val. So true. Also, where the fuck is Cyril Karn? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> fucking asking anymore. <laughs> where is the loser? Where is the loser? Why, why do they keep coming out with like random Imperial merch? like random stormtroopers from Andor when and why wouldn't you utilize the two actual villains of the show no my favorite is the the like one vintage collection figure that they came out with was a clone trooper from Andor oh my god and like are, they were they you they weren't even like clearly on the screen if I remember correctly no like, they, they were, were there the background but you, of his flashback <laughs> No. A little yeah, background what? character, but we don't have like the main characters. It's yeah, fine. Why? Sorry, I just yeah, I would much rather have that than like the main antagonist of mm-hmm. the entire series. Like, no, why would I want Dedra? <laughs> if we get another fucking Ahsoka or Darth Vader Funko Pop, I'm going to do something drastic. You will see on the news that the XL no, you know has what? caught fire. You know what my prediction is? Um, they're going to finally do a War of the Bounty Hunters comic Funko, but it's going to be Vader. It's just going to be both. And no, or it's going to be both. Bo- it's going to be another all black Boba Fett. That's it. Which like, I love him. You know, I love him. I have, I have the black series of it already. I don't need another all black Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going like, to speak because I will regret what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> like, look, and if you're going to repeat, and if you're going to do repeat Funkos, it, it at least best be another three uh, Cassian and or Funkos. That's all I'm saying, personally. <laughs> it, it, should, it should be like him and Cassian the and or outfit. It should, it be- should be him in his Imperial disguise, him in the uh, Narkina uh, the Neomos outfit, the vest. The <laughs> beach shirt, release... like the beach shirt that he wears with Melshi. Yeah, that's, <laughs> if we're going to have repeat characters, it should be him. That's my opinion. <laughs> so I made this joke last year, but I spent a lot less money than I would have because I have such niche interests in Star Wars. Like, let's look at this from a capitalism standpoint. If you want more money, make more niche shit. I can't tell you how many people would buy a War of the Bounty Hunters Funko Pop, would buy a Kira's War of the Bounty Hunters Funko Pop, would buy just any sort of comic merch whatsoever. I can't tell you how many people I saw walk out of the Celebration Store with an Afra shirt because that, that was the first kind of like real comic merch that we've ever gotten. I can't tell you how many people have the shirt and love it. And we're so excited because we finally got comic merch. Like purely from a money-making standpoint, why wouldn't you make merch for niche stuff like that? I don't know. And Andor isn't even niche. It's not niche. It's like, not. It's not niche. Like the it's fact critically that acclaimed, gotten, like we've gotten nominated three and or Funkos when Obi-Wan also got its own whole line. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Obi-Wan had Funkos for a majority of the main characters of that show and different packs with Obi-Wan and Vader. Like, oh so God. why? Do you, know, do you know what they're going to do? They're I, don't gonna ca- do the- I don't care if Andor wasn't designed to make toys. I fucking want toys. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to do another um, Obi-Wan Funko, but it's going to be of the comic outfit. The one from the very end where he says hello there. 
I I need to shake whoever's in charge of merch of like merch at Lucasfilm. I need to grab them by the shoulders and shake them like a snow globe because they are missing out on so much money. Also, I I don't even like, and then all the Andor stuff at Disney is that weird blue, which like I'm just confused. That's not a yeah. color palette that was used in the show. That's not a color palette that was used in any of the other marketing. I don't get it. Where did they get that? It's like the weird stripe. It's like black gray and that weird cyan blue. Like I don't know where they got that. The red, I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a solid, yeah. like, that was the color. I don't know. Not got fucking that blue. cyan blue. Nothing was that bright the whole show. Except <laughs> for the eye. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this and I'm very, very mad, but. And you can't, and you can't be mean to us this month or disagree with us because it's women's history. So fucking true. <laughs> so you're actually legally obligated to agree with us currently in this room. Mm-hmm. So real. <sighs> well, we got, we got a woman in the last episode, two women. I was literally just about to say, speaking of women, (laughs) new women. (laughs) 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 What did you guys think about that last episode? I liked it. I liked it more than the first one. Agreed. Me too. It was like unexpectedly spooky. Like I was not expecting fucking Mandalorian to go that far or like to go in that direction, but I'm I'm not hating it. Like the the little spider fucker thing, it reminds me of something, but I don't remember what. But I liked it. I want to know why he was draining Din of his juices. Yeah, like what the fuck was he doing? What was the purpose yeah. of that? And the like I was like really Yeah. Crazy. Also, how the fuck did he build that on fucking Mandalore? in the first place i don't know i don't know it's it just stresses me out it kind of it kind of reminded me of uh mall when when you uh when savage found mall in the clone wars and like like his like all the trash and like the spider body like it kind of that's what it reminded me of and i thought that was kind of cool because then like mall would uh, not that it was mandalore but like then like it was a cool little like connection of like mall yeah being on Mandalorian oh my back hurts like it definitely it definitely felt like something that they like would have done in animation and it's so it's kind of oh yeah fun to see it in live action like it definitely felt like something that would have been in Clone Wars or Rebels like Mm -hmm. Ezra would have gotten like snatched in it and Zeb would have to go like rescue him (laughs) but yeah I don't know why he was taking the juices from Din though like what was he doing I what do you know. need that for? I I want to know what, like what the purpose was. Like, is he is like, it like Mandalorian blood, like super strong or something? Or like I I want to know why. I want to know his his train of thought or the robot. I need to know its its train of thought. So true. Or is it Me just too. in a silly goofy mood and that's what it does for fun? Like I I don't know. So true. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, any more overall thoughts or do we just want to 
Uh, I don't know why Mandalore is green. I thought it would be more glassy. The glass is green. It's a green glass. But why is it green? The mm. gases. It's true. It felt like it. <laughs> Science. Yeah. That's so valid. Chemical makeup. I'm a woman in STEM. Bunsen burner. On. Can you tell we're all humanities <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna go straight into Mr. Spider Guy, let's talk about Din in this episode. My god, he he was in the trenches. <laughs> it was L after L for him. <laughs> The, the way okay i am so sorry but when he was walking into the water <laughs> and he just like fucking dropped i was laughing just hard <laughs> like i felt bad for him but like funny that's when you take the metal armor off at first i thought something had to have dragged him i didn't realize that it was just him like not being (laughs) able to swim and like not like not like the water he just fucking dropped like happy birthday mando i can't can't swim (laughs) i'm watching me in my clothes bitch I'm watching me in my clothes. <laughs> the way that Bo-Katan didn't say shit to him. Like, did she think that he knew how to swim with the best girl? Or was she? Because she seemed pretty surprised. But I'm like, Bo. She's just like, just, just wait. I want to see. I, I want to see what happens. <laughs> I just see if Beskar can float. <laughs> but she has Beskar now. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. I mean, it's so funny. Just, out the fuck a pocket <laughs> din listen i'm sorry and i said it last last episode you are a himbo i'm yeah. you know you're not nice but you're very very dumb it's like, <laughs> it's like um the book sparts is very high and like certain street smarts are high no Mandalorian Everything else. street starts. No, no Mandalorian. No <laughs> common sense smarts. Like, like he t- he fuck? takes off. He has the common sense to like take off all the soft goods. So like his neck wrap and his cape and stuff. And then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go in with my super heavy duty armor. That shouldn't be a problem at all. <laughs> at all. He'll be fine. Din. Din, sweetie. No. <laughs> Din needs to do that uh like weight training that Lupita Nyong'o did for Wakanda Forever where she's like walking at the bottom of a pool with the weights on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Din has to do. He has practice. <laughs> also, I keep seeing memes about him like sending proof to the armor that he bathed in the water. <laughs> TikToks of like him on FaceTime and it's him and like it's the guy in, like a bathtub with a bucket over his head. I think Jay's was the funniest. Those pictures of Kyle with the yeah, Mando yes. mask <laughs> over there. Oh my god. <laughs> it just, yeah, I was like, dude, like, what? I was like, is it, 
did she like is the point like she's gonna like see your armor and be like hmm, yeah that's amanda water shiny right <laughs> oh my god i mean I, did he do anything else other than be in the trenches this episode no <laughs> no he no. just talked he tried to he's trying to teach grogu he's like He's, he's trying to, to teach him how to wayfind. Yeah, I'm like, what? What a good dad. <laughs> he, he's got to. He's got to prepare his son with street smarts. It doesn't matter for him. Yeah. He just got to prepare his son. You know. Son. Yeah, and you know what? Valuable lesson. Grogu learn if he wears his best guard chainmail in that the he water. He best be prepared to <laughs> to to um, <laughs> allow for that extra weight. <laughs> he's gotta wear his floaties can you imagine baby yoda and like full floaties i think yes. someone should draw that <laughs> or like i don't know who has the little like baby yoda doll but put full floaties on him i have the baby yoda doll please put floaties okay. on him i'll find it or like one of those uh you know those like things that the floaty things they put babies in I where like their legs can be in the water <laughs> Or you can put him in like, you know, the chlorine like thing that floats in the pool. I feel like he'd have fun with that. That's actually what the the little like floating thing does. It turns into a chlorine bomb thing. The videos where you throw him in and then do the snap above (laughs) him. (laughs) Oh my God. Next week's episode is just going to be Bo-Katan teaching dinner and Groku had a switch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Speaking of Grogu, I love his little like Mario Kart moment. <laughs> like when he's I'm just zooming. Oh my god. Have you guys noticed he's become very cat like this season? Yes. Like in the noises that he makes. Like he wasn't before, but he purrs a he's lot. So like talkative now. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute. Like, but like he purrs. I'm like, yeah. Bitch, my favorite dumb, sound. Bitch. <laughs> well, I my favorite was the meme where it's like the air is on. He's listening to his favorite music. Do not break the wind. <laughs> you know what I've been also seeing? The the trend that's like, I woke up in a new Bugatti and <laughs> you're like zooming around. <laughs> My favorite sound that he makes is still just the pato, like pato. It sounds like a toad. Speaking of it does. <laughs> it's just every time he says it, I I just giggle. It's so cute. Yeah. Like they cracked, baby, they cracked the code for the cutest baby Yoda sound. Yeah. As a baby Yoda hater, if I'm obsessed with it, that's how you know it's good. Pato. Anyway. I mean, I don't know how the fuck he got to Calabala after he fucking zoomed out of the little thing. Well, he also, did the backflip and then he did up that and then he just flipping, like pointed at the oh screen until God. R2, R5 figured it out. I don't know whose decision it was to have him fucking flip, but <laughs> him flipping in the Book of Boba Fett and now in the Mandalorian 
I, I fucking die laughing every single time. I know it's meant to be like, he's like becoming like Yoda and becoming a Jedi, but it's so fucking it's funny to see that baby. little shit like flip through the air. <laughs> when he flipped out of the ship and in and into Peli's arms, like I was, I was fucking gone, okay? Oh my God. <laughs> What's... <laughs> <laughs> also thinking about how it's literally like Leslie. What's that boy? Dan's stuck in the minds of Mando. <laughs> oh my god. Oh would, my god. I would love it if Grogu was one of those babies where you know they don't talk for like a really long time and you're like, I don't know if they'll ever talk. And then like the first thing they say is just like a full sentence. <laughs> in like a really, really deep voice. I think yeah. that would be funny. And of, and of course not in and like the Yoda talk like he just yeah he's... like just just normal. Who would you who would you get to voice Baby Yoda? Seth Rogen. <laughs> Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. Good <Ka-chow. laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. This entire episode is just going to be us ragging on these fucking things that they made these characters do. <laughs> Where you oh. oh my god. It's actually just Pedro Pascal. <laughs> but like doing a Yoda voice. <laughs> he would too. Oh my god, I have a cramp. Hold on. It's Frank Oz. But he's doing the Kermit voice. I don't know who does the Kermit voice. Originally, Jim Henson. Frank, Frank Oz, Oz, Frank Oz oh is Miss Piggy and Miss Piggy. And probably other ones <laughs> that I can't remember right it's now. Miss Piggy's voice! <laughs> oh my god, I have to breathe. Hold on. <laughs> These are, or I, I'd love it. I'd love it if he had like a chorus on the accent. Yeah, he's just a British man. <laughs> it's fucking Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh Daniel God. Daniel Craig's bit uh, <laughs> <laughs> <blonde> accent. <gasps> Wait, no, it's Tom Holland. <laughs> Do you guys remember the meme years ago about him having the frog in his mouth? <laughs> Grogu's the frog in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like they have him do like the CGI for it too. So it's like um, that picture of fucking uh, <laughs> Taylor Lautner <laughs> and Twilight, where he's like in that mocap suit. <laughs> And Kristen Stewart is patting his head, but it's just Tom Holland on his knees and Pedro Pascal is patting his head. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. How did we get here? Oh. 
Oh my god, my cramp is back. <laughs> Ow. Anyway. I mean, that's all that fucking Baby Yoda did this episode was right around his little mobile thing. But also, how the fuck does that thing work? Because it should have repulsor lifts, but it doesn't. But how is it able to, like, float that far up? The force. Oh. <sighs> I don't it's know. like an airplane. <laughs> he has to use the, the air current. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Well, speaking of flipping. Oh my God, my cramp. No, no, no. But speaking of flipping, the Bessie Pelly was in this episode. And a lot of people pointed out she had she still has the tooth missing from when she got hit in the face in Book of Boba Fett. She's just like me for real. I feel so seen by Pelly Motto. It's like the same one, isn't it? Too? It's, it's insa- mm-hmm. I think it's the exact same one. It's either that one or like the one next to it. But that that shit is fucking gold. Anyway. I love her. I love her so much. She, yeah. Pelimoto, you deserve the world. Where's our Pelimoto action figure? Yeah, I, exactly. I'm no longer asking. I need it. Oh, I, I need, need her it. Funko Pop. I need the Funko Pop with the little BD unit next to her. And then one where she's uh, carrying Grogu, so she dashes with Din and Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just a Peli. Grandma Pelly or Auntie Auntie <laughs> Pelly, I guess. She's gay Aunt Pelly. Mm-hmm. Gay Aunt Pelly. Oh. Iconic. Uh, She's scamming people. <laughs> so real. So so real. But also Boom to Eve classic. Boom to Eve classic. Boom to Eve classic, you know? Yeah. I think I've I've talked about this before. But me and my friend from high school, we had this thing where wherever we I get like whatever I think about Boonta Eve classic I text it to her so the entire week I've just been like Boonta Eve classic because I I don't know why I'm obsessed with the phrase Boonta Eve classic and I don't know why it's mystifying I like it it sparks joy within my fucked up little brain (sighs) but Pelly then goes on to sell R5 to Din. Apparently, he's force sensitive, according to from a certain, sorry, from a certain point of view. I haven't read it. That's something we forgot to talk about. Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. Also, one thing I'll say before we move on, that Jason Fry story better be a balanced story. But anyway, moving on, we can. Also, I will say, Galaxy Brain move hiring ha- Allie Hazelwood that shit to write a story. So cosmically fucking funny. That is so good. Lucasfilms, Delray Publishing, incredible move. There is actually Truly so good. There's actually two Raylo fanfic writers yeah. on the. Oh, who's the, the other Fremison. one? Uh, Thea, I can't remember her last name, but she she also wrote a huge Raylo fanfic back in the day. Okay. Now she's in the process of turning it into a, a normal. Okay, <laughs> that's fucking I like, hilarious. I have, I have actually read 
both of Allie Hazelwood's books. Uh, I've read the short stories yet. I enjoyed them both. I yeah. think she's a fun writer. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I think- I'm not a Raylo person, but that is so fucking cosmically funny. Like, you can't help but laugh at that. No, mm-hmm. and like, good for her. Good like, for I think- her. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is so cool to see Lucasfilm acknowledging like people who have kind of found success based on like properties that they've written based on Lucasfilms like yeah <laughs> I writing a Raylo fan fiction that you turned into a published book and then getting to actually write Star Wars that's incredible yeah mm-hmm. like look that's iconic I gotta say I may be a hater oh, I- but I'm a supporter of this <clears throat> As someone who used to read a lot of Raylo, but like almost exclusively like alternate universe Raylo, it's an interesting dynamic. And there is a re- a lot of really, really good writers, like yeah. a lot of them. Like I don't necessarily like Raylo in universe, but some of the fanfics, I'm like, damn. Okay. No, people, <laughs> uh... Like, I mean, like, they're, like, fanfic writers, like, so many published authors will either are still actively write fanfiction or will say that they've written fanfiction in the past. And, like, it, like, it helps your writing skills. Like, it improves Mm -hmm. them. Let me tell you, there's a reason why, like, contracted writers with Lucasfilm are not allowed to read fanfiction. There's a reason. But uh, anyway, that's a sleigh. <laughs> there were a couple of other authors that were also. Alyssa Wong, our bestie. Yes. yes. And also Sarah Kuhn, who did the okay. um, Afra audiobook. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting it's a... to see them both there. I wonder which one is going to do Afra. I, I feel like Alyssa will do another Ewok story. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I maybe Sarah will do a, a Afra. That's my. I think it'd be another... nice to give her a chance to write her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another author that I own several books from on here, so I will have to read those. <laughs> I mean, at least it gives me time to read the other two books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but listen to this. You want to hear real mental illness? So I originally first got the the paperback version of the first from a certain point of view. And then I I think Empire Strikes Back came out like a year ago, but I wanted to wait until I got it in paperback so I could have both of them in paperback. But now Return of the Jedi is coming out in hardcover. So I feel like I, I'm compelled to buy both hardcovers and then I can start reading them. <laughs> Like, I can't read the paperbacks now that I'm going to have one hardback. So I have to go back and buy the hardcovers. That's that's some sort of mental illness. I don't know what is going on there, but. (sighs) Anyway, back to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) If we have more thoughts, we can talk about it in book (laughs) I mean, R5, he's there. I and love him. It's sparking. <laughs> he's he's just—he doesn't want to do anything. He's scared. He's so real. And you know what? Good—he deserves his retirement. Yeah, 
He worked for the rebellion. Let him let him be peace. <laughs> let him know peace. Let him choose peace. He did his time. He can make the selfish choice. <laughs> um yeah, Icon Pelly's funny. There was someone going after her on Twitter. Yeah. They got dragged. They, they got, got dragged. Pelly's got shooters. <laughs> I'm one of the shooters. I, <laughs> I will go to bat for Pelly. I don't care. She's funny. She's iconic. She's real. What what, what more do you want? She's just silly it's goofy. Real. That's what Star Wars is at its best when it's just silly goofy. Goofy. And she's silly goofy. Mm-hmm. It fits the bill. Everyone wanting a hardcore Vader show? No. No. I want- Pelly show. So true. I, <laughs> I want a comic series, a book series, a book trilogy, a YA book, and a, a TV series about, and a movie about Pelly. Mm-hmm. And then it's when still she, not enough. When yeah. she's in Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. So fucking true. Then when you'll Cobb, fucking see. When Cobb Vanth is in from a certain point of view. I need her and Cobb to meet so bad. I just feel like so they would bad. live so well. Oh, they, they'd have so much fun at a cantina together. Yeah. Just getting drunk. Being gay. <laughs> so true. <laughs> And finally, we have the People's Princess Bo-Katan. <laughs> She's also I, so funny. This episode, yeah. in the moment, this episode doesn't seem funny, but it's like, very funny. It's so Looking funny. Back, the like, way she's like, "I'm gonna get rid of Din for once and for all," and then she goes out and she's like, "Leave me alone." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Like, time to get rid of him once and for all," and then she, the, she gets she there, drops like, Din needs my help. <laughs> <I'm> like, girl. <laughs> Did, don't you hate this man? Is, is this the man you hate because he 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 has the dark saber? But anyway, also my favorite part of this entire episode was when she was looking at Baby Yoda, and then she goes, "What are you looking at?" And then she keeps walking. <laughs> you cannot write better television than that. Also, I it's so funny to me. My sister pointed this out. It is so funny that. Bo is tr- basically trauma dumping on Baby Yoda. On so baby, what the fuck is he supposed to do? <laughs> what is he supposed to do with this information? <laughs> what does she want him to like say? Do you're a Jedi? I used to know Jedi. What does that mean to him? Oh my god! Oh my crap! Is back. Hold on. You know <laughs> the same Jedi? No, she is. She is the prime example of the <laughs> the older, like, gay aunt who doesn't know how to handle children. <laughs> yeah. So she just talks to, talks to them like they're normal people. Gets yeah. Angry. Like, what are you looking at when he's just like, he's just being a baby. He's just looking. <laughs> oh my God. Did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Iconic. <laughs> Kid has asked for real. 
<sighs> did wait grogu has seen like the armorer and the other mandalorian yeah. what is she talking about <laughs> i thought the same thing i was so confused i was like of course he has he's <laughs> boba she was there she was there when he saw boba <laughs> But I guess <laughs> you just be saying shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, we do have to talk about like the most important fucking thing to happen ever, actually, which is her wielding the dark saber. Listen, I had this realization today when I was watching the episode. So, because the spider fucker technically defeated Din in combat, although the the logistics of that are a little gray just because it was like a surprise attack and he wasn't expecting it. But he technically, because he defeated him in combat, is the wielder of the Darksaber. But but does but does the Darksaber have like the same rules as like the Elder Wand? Is does is that how it works? I like, think so. I don't know you if that robot is a sentient creature. I think it is. Okay. It is. I think technically. So if it's that combat, if you just trap them, yeah, I don't know. It's not not the gray area. That's the gray area. But looking at it from a certain point of view, it kind of is. But then when Bo picks it up and uses it to kill the spider fucker, does that make her the wielder of the dark saber or the the rightful ruler of Mandalore because she has a dark saber? If I were Bo, I would just keep it. And, yeah, it's clear. And just doesn't doesn't want anyways. It. Yeah, it just, exactly. It just, it just like don't mention it. And if like Din doesn't ask for it back, <laughs> so fucking true. You just take it, and then you just like kind of like, okay, oh, what's that? <laughs> like, she's also better at wielding it. Like, yeah, world's better. She like Someone, if they were to actually fight in combat, she would win. She would win. Someone put. Someone put a video of Din wielding the Darksaber from, like, they put the scene side by side when it was him fighting off, like, the the, the four-eyed fuckers and her fighting off the spider guy. It, listen, it's comedic how much better she is with the Darksaber than him. I did giggle a little. It's, it's just, she's just so iconic. So true. <laughs> like, it's she just like it's so and with her shield thing too yeah so good i in my eyes i I wasn't expecting that this early in the season either yeah it's it's gonna be interesting definitely yeah i'm interested to see how the season goes now because i thought him going to the mines would be like a process yeah. not in the yeah. second episode <laughs> exactly yeah and now i'm like wondering how we get to the point of like because we have like all the mandalorians in the trailer but like that's the only thing that now that i'm looking back i'm like what else haven't we seen from the trailer now mm-hmm. like it's basically that <laughs> all the mandalorians and like but even then, that was in the first three minutes of the first episode. No, the other ones where they're like flying. I think those are different because oh. there's the one with the oh, green the, helmet. Oh, the jump, the jump seat where they like they go down and they fly out. Like, what the fuck is I, gonna happen there? 
I think Fen Rao has to be in this. I really do. I think it's the, I think Fen Rao and Sabine have to. I I have Sabine on my cameo pool. I think because remember, she was announced at celebration where they shot for celebration too. Even. Yeah. They like confirmed her through that like a variety article or something yeah i think it was hollywood reporter too but i think she is showing up this season that's why i have her on my cameo pool i think fen rao i think her (laughs) uh those are the only two mandalorians that i can think of (laughs) (laughs) i i i also love the um hoops that they jump through to not mention sabine or just i was just gonna say that I don't understand. Is there like a stigma? Can they like legally not say it? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Dave they own it. Involved in this show. I don't know, but it's just why give us backstory about the dad that was never mentioned ever before, and not, and not of her sister, sister. No, which also well. further kind of confuses the timeline of everything because, mm-hmm. like, I like. I guess you can assume that like she was just really young like whatever you memorize shit when you're young I memorized prayers in like first grade or whatever so she could still be really young it's a teen could have been a teenager then but like yeah like (laughs) uh Julia sure I hate when I'm right and there is a massive Satine Kreese erasure conspiracy taking place (laughs) like it does feel like that at this point Mm mm-hmm it's very strange. And if we're, I was like Katie, a significant I'd be fucking role. confused. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's and it's weird. And it's weird and per- and like it it was not as weird when it was like it's like okay, we have the last of my praise line. You're like, okay, that is kind of satine-ish. But now you're mentioning the family. And, and not mentioning mm-hmm. your sister. Not m- mentioning the two family members that we have previously seen in some sort of visual media. And like kind of explaining why Mandalorian culture fell the way it did. Cause like yeah. she was a big part of that. They both were. Why are you not mentioning it? <laughs> it's been yeah. strange. Is your nephew dead? And if he's dead, when? When? How? Why? How? If he's not dead, where is he? Why are you saying that you're the last of the line? It's just, it it just brings up a lot more questions than it answers. Like, it literally, like, the only thing I can think of is they're literally waiting for it to be some sort of big reveal to din about satine like yeah. that there's like the, the only thing i can imagine is like next week or something since they're still on mandalore they're gonna like go up to the surface and they're gonna like walk in the ruins of like the pe- the throne room and mm-hmm. all of a sudden that's when we're gonna get like all of the satine lord dump lord dump like, that's the only way that I can imagine it is, like, it is specifically being avoided for a future thing. Because if it's specifically being avoided just to be avoided, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. <sighs> it was kind of weird that they didn't mention her in Obi-Wan, and it's mm-hmm. getting weirder. 
I don't fucking know. I'll take John and Dave don't know how to handle female characters for a thousand, Alex. Dave, you wrote her. <laughs> Dave, Dave, that was a plot line you invented. Nobody, nobody told you you had to do this. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'm not even a Clone Wars or a Satine fan, and it's it's I don't get it. It's strange to me. It's I just suspicious. Don't, I just yeah. don't know how you're gonna have a show with the conceit about being Mandalorians and not mention one of the main Mandalorians the most important facets that we know. In Mandalorian culture. That mm-hmm. <laughs> when her sister is literally standing in the room with us. <laughs> They have the same last name. (laughs) It just stresses me out in a bad way. Exactly. But so maybe I'm hoping it's going to be a big thing then. Yeah. I'm I'm still counting on a flashback. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, even if fucking Sabine is in it, she knows about Satine. Yeah. Because didn't Bo-Katan tell her about Satine? She named her weapon after Satine. Oh, Remember? The Duchess. the Duchess. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, the more characters you put on screen that know about the existence of Satine Cruz, the weirder it gets that you're not mentioning her. anyway anybody else you want to talk about oh final thought the mythosaur he slays i love dinosaurs in space to the fuckers who are buying star wars 1977 number 69 first of all nice second of all because you want to have the first appearance of the mythosaur when you haven't even read the fucking comic and you don't even know what the hell's going on a very special why are you like this to resellers. You're you're making it difficult for us who want to buy that issue for their girlfriend purely because it has Dengar in a cage. Okay. No, that's you're making that, it very difficult. It's either 63 no, or No, it's 69. No way. No. Yeah. You told me that specifically. Okay, it's been a while since I read 1977, but I, I, I just need Death Guard in cage. And also, do you want to know what the fucking Mythosaur Skull was used for? It was for a fucking secret covert of Mandalorians working with the Empire. And Luke and Leia and Han had to escape. No, Han was still frozen at this point. But anyway, they all had to escape. And um, I forget what the fucker's name was. I think it's like Jag Fell or something. And he died to get them out of the Mythosaur Skull. Well, you wouldn't know that, would you? Because you're just resellers. Who have me read the fucking comic? <sighs> anyway. And also to the resellers who are buying the Empire Strikes Back adaptation, so I can't get it and I can't get Al Williamson art because of you. Again, a very why are you like this? Are you good? No. Okay. 
just knowing that my Star Wars 1977 set will never be complete is just, <laughs> it's maddening. And also, if we get even more Mandalorian lore and Mandalorian culture in this show, and you keep driving up the price of issue 60, which is basically the lore dump of Mandalore. <sighs> Sorry, semi-related tangent over. It's just been pissing me off for a while. Anyway. Anyone else have final thoughts on the episode? <laughs> uh, Slay. So true. <laughs> I think, Tin, I think objectively, Bo-Katan, Din, and Grogu has to be one of the funniest trios that Star Wars has ever yeah. given us. Hilarious. So, so good. <laughs> Even if they weren't trying, they they fucking did. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. Also, and part to... of it comes from the fact that both Din and Bo are just so deadpan. Yes. <laughs> to to the people who are now shipping Din and, and Bo respectfully, why? Is it because why? you see a man and woman on screen together and automatically? You're gonna tell you're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that Bo Katan sitting on her throne like that, that that woman is interested in men. No, it's not possible. Sorry, I, I don't make the rules. I'm simply gay and I follow them. I'm letting it slide for the most part because it's I don't personally ship it, but it ranks amongst the just generally not that problematic of the ship yeah. so it's like Valid. whatever to me wouldn't ship it don't necessarily want to see it in canon but i feel like some people are being very aggressive about it and i'm like mm -hmm. okay yeah i don't i don't mean it aggressively i'm just like i'm just confused I'm like, that's, I, a, that's yeah. a lesbian that's a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> also my heart still holds on very firmly to Din Omera or Din Cobb. So yeah. yeah. Din Cobb Omera polycule. Yep. So true. So hard to let that go. <laughs> also, semi-related tangent. I refuse to believe that Cobb Vanth is straight because I just read his aftermath and interlude. That is the gayest shit I've ever read. That plus I like that smile of yours, Mando, or something about getting whatever you want. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a fruit right there. I'm just saying wrist is limp. I'm just saying. Timothy Oliphant is literally his character in Daisy Jones and the Six. It's he's gay. So I'm just saying. Timothy Oliphant, I think he knows what he's doing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He does. <laughs> anyway. When we get Cobb Vanth back in the same week that we get the Daisy Jones and the Six finale, <laughs> what a big week for Timothy Oliphant's fans. <laughs> If I had a nickel for every gay character to the elephant played a gay man on TV, I have played it played in played in March. <laughs> I have two nickels. Two nickels. Oh my god. <sighs> well, that was a short episode because let's be real, not much happened. It was just very funny. And in the moment, it's like 
kind of creepy and then afterwards you're reflecting and you're like that is so silly goofy but in the best way yeah a fun episode yeah it's camp it was a camp episode so with that we can get into castle run book club because the comments that came out last week were really fucking good so good so I think we can start with High Republic 6 just because that's like the least brain breaking, at least for us. For us. <laughs> Listen, Vildar and Tay are gay, okay? Mm-hmm. They're Han Valens coded. Mm-hmm. That we, we know what's going on. But this issue, the banter between them, bombastic yeah. side eye. <laughs> I don't know what else happened. I just know that issue was very gay. <laughs> did did anything else stick out for you, Liv? I don't Not that I can remember. I oh, just... we know why the jet the the Jedi statue on Jeddah is flopped over like that from Rogue One. It's because the path of the open hand bombed it. I think. Ooh. No, everyone just tore it down. The path oh. of the open hand like incited a riot and True. then everyone's like fuck the jedi and then they pulled the statue down for no reason true well that's how we know what happened to it okay also that happened years ago and i just would have assumed from that that, that happened during the prequel like immediately after the Jedi. so that's fun yeah <laughs> gotta love the timeline now sonostaros 2 loving the miniseries i wish i wish i wish it was getting expanded into a full series can oh, we talk a about series yeah it's only five issues but i'm fucking loving it oh but can we talk about the fact that justina ireland says that avon goes missing she says that avon goes missing during the time of the high republic era which is not looking good for phase three it's not looking good for phase three I wonder if Gira is going to use her as like a, a bargaining pawn or something with Martian. I, I don't know, but it's, it's got me real scared. And that was the first time anyone has ever th- heard anything of it was in Sonostaros 2. It, it's disastrous. But other than that, lots of higher public stuff in the issue, as always. You're not um, mentioning the best part of the issue. Which the is? Enfys Nest name drop Enfys of how her, her grandma used to be a sniper yeah. for Enfys Nest. Yeah. I had to stop and I had to pause because yeah. I was like, Enfys Nest? <laughs> I forgot Enfys Nest is like a, not like, like a code name. <laughs> right? Hmm? No, I think that's her actual name. Oh. Wait, then how was her grandma? Oh, she would have just been older. I forget that Enfys took yeah, over for her the mom. Grandma, the grandma okay. had the code name. But then, does this also imply that Diva Lompop worked for Enfys Nest? I for- yeah, I forget that Enfys Nest is... Like- That's too much. That's too much for me. <laughs> Diva Lompop, I love you so much. Also, I, I can't explain it, but the last panel... It's Deva Lompop wearing a very Padme-like dress outfit. And on her arm, she has this, like, dirt ball-looking dude. 
and like my first reaction was to think like emo Anakin and Padme that's what they are like punk emo scene they're the alternative version of Anakin and Padme like that's Anakin and Padme at a My Chemical Romance concert okay I don't know what the fuck we did but my side is like really hurting from the amount of time how much we laughed oh my god god that hurts sorry continue that's it that's all I had oh my my emo Anakin and Padme like I said as always the issue was full of higher public goodies um just it's just such a well-written series and like I love family drama love me the family drama that's going on there so I I wish it was getting expanded into a full running series also because it's the only series running right now that is written by a woman and anyway I I wish we were getting more of it that's all and I think it's supposed to be like a strong connection between phase two and phase three of the higher public and that's supposed to like carry us over but I don't know I just wish we were getting more because I'm really enjoying this kind of family drama that's going on right now but anyway, we move on now to the Joker. <laughs> Bounty Hunters 32. Liv, I'll, tell you, I'll let you take this one away. Listen, this is Zucka's issue, not episode. And I was so worried because Ethan did me dirty, as you all <laughs> witnessed. Um, but it could have been so much worse, and it wasn't. He didn't die. And he it was only good. in a coma for like five minutes, so that's a, that's a <laughs> and win. And it wasn't in my because eyes. he was getting beat up either. Yeah, it wasn't because of balance. So I have that to look forward to in upcoming issues. Oh, and he already Ethan already started um, teasing us about what is it thirty thirty five. That's when he's gonna get beat up by balance, isn't it? Isn't that also the cover with like all the bounty hunters? That was just announced like a couple days ago. I can't ago. remember. And Zuckus is not on that cover, but for LOL. No, he is, is. He is. He's he's in the back with Dengar. Oh, why'd they do that to him? I don't know. Let me double check. That's so rude. Why do you put him with his boyfriend? He doesn't need to be with Dengar. <laughs> I think Zuck or for LOM is like in the yeah, front. Yeah, he's in the front. Yeah, he's in the back with Dirge. Sorry, not Boba Fett. Oh, oh Dengar. Okay. Dirge. And then, as long as it's not Dengar. Yeah, the the cover that was released a couple days ago was thirty five. A new era for the bounty hunters. Oh, there he is! What the fuck did they do to him? He's looking way too buggy. That <laughs> no, that's not my Zuckus. That's not what. Oh, where did his, his nose go? What is happening? <laughs> Also, it scares me that that artist is also not Paolo. I can't, I can't fathom Paolo leaving Bounty Hunters. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, what were your overall thoughts on the issue? It was good. I enjoyed it. As I enjoyed did it. I. It was a nice little bit of world building, too. Mm-hmm. Now we know more about Gans. 
Yeah. And I like him. My little baby Zuckus. He's a cool <laughs> guy. <laughs> and Valus is also there. He's getting Re- fucking antagonized. He's he's reossified. Bosk is bullying him. Bosk is being so fucking mean <laughs> for no reason. Ethan, what was the reason? Like, I know they they fought each other and Valens, like, tied him up or whatever, but do you need to be that mean? God! I thought we were over this. Um, but yeah, Valens is reossified. The next Bounty Hunters issue we get is going to be reossified Paolo Valens, which I apologize for how I act on the timeline when that preview was released. Yeah. I'm going to be unbearable, giggling and kicking my feet <laughs> and twirling my hair. So all of the comics this week, I think, were slays. Mm-hmm. So I think two thumbs up from us. Swag. Do you have any final thoughts on the comics, Liv? No, I don't. Excellent. So... We can move on to Emily's books. Emily, what have you been reading? Um, I finished Resistance Reborn. Yeah. Uh, it was very good. I liked it a lot. Um, I fucking hate that Imperial guy. He deserved what he fucking got. So <laughs> so I guess first order guy. Fuck him. Uh, very, yeah, very slay. Um, Oh, Ransom. And like, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but. <laughs> Ransom and Leia. And I remember Kel said that he was supposed to be in The Last Jedi. He should have been. I'm devastated now. He he should have been. Oh my God. Um, so that was very good. I give it like a 4.5 to 5. Uh, wow. Very solid. Oh, wait. You you got to the, um, how was the, the Finpo tying scene? And it the was casino. very good. It, it, yeah. it lived up to it. I love the way that this author, author writes Finn, like perfectly yeah. encapsulates his uh, high energy-ness. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, it was so easy to picture John Boyega saying the Finn lines. Uh, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun. Uh, then I read the third book in that F1 romance series. Um, I thought I wasn't going to like it that much at the beginning, and then I ended up crying. Uh, so, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> I liked it a lot, turns out. Uh, but absolutely fucking insane that, like, it's an F1 romance series. So, imagine my shock when the book starts out with uh, the female main character experiencing both of her parents being killed by a gang. Um, <laughs> and then, and then that's the prologue and the first chapter is us finding out that the main male character has like debilitating anxiety and his mother has Huntington's disease. That was the setup. Okay. Jesus. And it's like fun romance. <laughs> what a double whammy to start your book off with. What a Ma'am. double whammy, really, but really good um I I really do feel that this author has to be careful because I I do wonder if Lewis Hamilton can sue her for using his image 
Wait, he doesn't have an alias in the book? No, he has an alias, but he is a black British F1 driver with a ton of tattoos. That's not enough for the parody law to... I think it is technically, because I feel like, I think it borders, because it's like the uh, Adam Driver and like, uh, he was named Adam. This one, at least his name is not like. Okay, that's true. And this is from what I can tell is the only book where like it very directly aligns with like a current F1 driver. But I thought that was funny. Um. And then I started rereading uh, one of my favorite books, The Poppy War. I don't know. It's just in the mood for it. Fun fact, this author actually wrote a short story in, I think it's A New Hope from a certain point of view. Slay. So that's Slay. So I will definitely be excited when I get to that. Um, I should be reading the new book they put out last year, but I wanted to reread this. (laughs) So true. Like comfort read. And it's like, one of the most traumatic, horrifying war stories that I've ever read. <laughs> but I love it. So Isn't that just that Star right Wars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's very weird. Please, if you if you're into like high fantasy, uh read this. Or if you're looking for like a pretty accessible adult fantasy book, um, I would definitely recommend this one uh this this trilogy it is very very good um yes that's what i'm currently reading i need to read uh the battle of jedda before cataclysm comes out next month (laughs) i'm gonna be so real i'm not i'm not reading battle of jedda i already got it spoiled for me so and i didn't get it spoiled so i feel like i need to to read it um That'd usually take like a day or so. It took me a day to read Dooku Jedi Lost. It'll be fine. Yeah, it is over. It's a thick one though. It's like the actual True. like I I know it's but it's like five hundred pages and it's also that dumb fucking size that they make. Oh, where it's like uh, shorter than everything. Yeah, it's it's Ugh. it's not as and it's not as long. Oh, I I want to fight like publishing because it's the same thing with the from a certain point of view books yeah they're not the same size neither the hardcover or the paperback is the size of a standard hardcover paperback and it's so frustrating it's so weird anyway um but I digress (laughs) (laughs) uh so that'll probably yeah so my next Star Wars read will probably be a battle of Jedi to prepare for the continuation of phase two. Hayden, I know you have a literacy update. Yeah, I do. I do. So I have been reading Aftermath. I started off a little, I got like 130 pages in. And then yesterday I fucking sat down. I read 240 pages of that motherfucker. I have like 60 pages left. And I'll be honest, I was kind of disappointed because I thought the Battle of Jakku was going to happen in the first Aftermath book. Spoiler alert, it is not. <laughs> so I was like, where is this all going? Are they are they just going to stay on Akiva the whole time? When did they get to Jakku? Spoiler alert, they do not get to Jakku in this book. However, I like the characters so far. I like this kind of interesting dynamic that Sinjir has, especially with Nora, uh, especially with Wedge, like once they meet. 
Uh, Temin, listen, we know I'm a Black Squadron girly. I like seeing Snap. And I'm interested to see how he gets the nickname Snap. Which, I mean, they did mention Snap earlier in the book. So I think, and I sticky tabbed it. So I think that's going to come into play somehow. But I'm still interested to see how it happens. As for upcoming, I think... I think I may skip battle scars, at least for now. So I can like battle scars. Battle scars. (laughs) At least so I can have at least like a book break before cataclysm because I'm going to need to consume cataclysm in like three days. (laughs) Which I mean it shouldn't (laughs) be that hard because I read Convergence in like a day and a half. Um, but that was also when I was on Thanksgiving vacation and you know, not in London. But anyway. And then as for comics, I'm still making my way. I don't remember if I mentioned this last time we uh, recorded, but I finished Star Wars 1998. Uh, The stuff with Quinlan and Isla was really sweet, and I liked that. But I am currently making my way through classic Star Wars, which is 1990, I don't know. I think I think I might be mixing them up, and that Star Wars in 1994, and then Dark, and then the Dark Horse series in 1998. Whatever it is, I fucking love the art. Al Williamson is one of my favorite comic book interior artists of all time. So his stuff, and and I forgot to mention this. So in the opening sleeve of, or like the opening page of Princess and the Scoundrel, it's a piece of like retro art of Han and Leia kissing. I've been looking for that panel everywhere. I was reading Classic Star Wars the other day. I finally fucking found it. it I think it's in issue four or five of the Dark Horse series, and it's by Al Williamson. So Al Williamson is at a canon book in the title page, which makes me so fucking happy. I like how you're like, I searched everywhere, and like you probably 100% could have just on Twitter been like, at Beth Rivas, where was this comic panel from? And she probably would have been like, oh, it's from here. I wanted to find it for myself. I had multiple <laughs> false alarms, but I eventually got there with your perseverance and mental illness. So, so that's true. another factor. But yeah, currently reading Aftermath, I have like 50, 60 pages left. Uh, next read is probably going to be Cataclysm. I'm going to give myself a book break. Um, uh, currently reading classic Star Wars and a little bit of Daredevil Volume 1. Listen, Daredevil Comics, Stan Lee needs to stop using exclamation points. I don't think there has been a single sentence that has not ended with either an ellipsis or an exclamation mark in the six issues, six or seven issues I've read of Daredevil Volume 1. I'm very sorry, Stan Lee, but you need to choose some other punctuation marks. Anyway. That's just how old comics be, though. No, not all the time. Let me tell you, not all the time. Like, Eternals, Jack Kirby, I know he got me. But yeah, that's my literacy update. Liv, do you have any literacy updates for us? You were always so... What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, you have such faith in me that I read books. And and I don't. I really don't. We believe in you in this Thank podcast. <laughs> it's misplaced belief, but <laughs> I appreciate it nonetheless. You're welcome. I... Oh, are you alive? I have. 
She's entering the ham dimension, uh, everybody. I'm back. I was, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I, I, I went to the Hanshin for a second. The Hanshin. So I was just saying, I, <laughs> I, I didn't read anything. I don't, I don't know if I'm still literate. I hope that'll change one day. Comic literacy. Yeah, I, I just, I need pictures. I That's am quite true. like a, a kindergarten. <laughs> kindergarten. See, for me, I have moods where I don't want to read pictures and I want to read words, but like for the past week or so, oh, along with my Bounty Hunters reread, I forgot to mention that. I kind of mentioned that, but it didn't go into it. Bounty Hunters reread, I'm also doing that. But sometimes... I just need to look at pictures with sexy men and silly words, okay? That's just how my brain works. We just flip-flop back and forth. But hopefully one day that literacy update will change. Who knows? Anyway. Do we have any... (laughs) Do we have any closing thoughts for this episode? Um, Jessica Chastain at the Oscars last night. So true. That's, That's my it. domina. Yeah. Everyone's talking about that Evelyn Hugo book and her. No. I do think that you would like that book though, Liv. I know. I have it. I'm going to read it at some point. Um, <laughs> Monkey Brain is but uh, Jessica Chastain as I was like, it, Evelyn you... Hugo. Not Evelyn Hugo. Oh, the whoever the, the main character station. is yeah. in that book. The other and one. then the Galaxy one. Brain the other one. is <laughs> Galaxy Multiverse Brain is Jessica Jessica Chastain is Domina Tag. Yes. And I feel like Galaxy Galaxy Brain. Both. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Let her play all of this epic women. Yeah. <laughs> Gay people real, not clickbait. <laughs> Ah, oh also also before we close out um last night was a good night for um indiana jones and the temple of dune doom fans um those pictures for you specifically i cry every single time i see them yeah me too but like also i don't know if you saw the picture of um him steven spielberg and kate capshaw getting a picture together yeah okay Willie I hate you so much but like I love it I love it yeah I love Kihui Kwan mm-hmm. the king okay <sighs> truly um well thank you guys so much for listening uh make sure to follow us on all of our social media links will be in the description send us questions on either twitter or through our email we love answering them Uh, Make sure if you are going to Star Wars Celebration, make sure that you go to the Celebrating the Legacy of Solo, a Star Wars Story panel on Saturday, April 8th from 3 to 4 p.m. on the fan stage. Liv and a ton of other besties are going to be hosting it. Um, So please make sure to go see them if you're going to be at Celebration. I don't think it interferes with other panels. So it does not no we made sure we made sure and they are literally the only solo panel there so the only solo content at celebration for the the, year anniversary only like reference at all 
at all to solo so so you have to go you're actually legally obligated to once again it is women's history month it mm-hmm. happens next month but it doesn't we're telling you to do it now you have it's to close enough it. to to march that it's it's fine yeah so true <laughs> so make sure you go check that out uh it's we have the details of it on they have it on theirs we have it on the castle run and i'm sure we'll all post it again and more when it's actually coming up uh And with that, may the force be with you.